The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. What's up, Devin? Good evening, actually. I know. Mon- we're, Monday we're, evening. We're still all over <clears> the <throat> place schedule-wise, but how are you today? I'm good, man. You got a little echo going there. I don't know. It's one of the uh, one of the mics. It's just in the audio. Um, so what you want to do is uh, in the upper, we'll start the, the recording over again. We'll do the cold intro over again. But in the one where you have cast, in the tab where you have cast. Yeah. Right click on the tap and then hit mute. Oh, I never had to do that before, but that's that's how it goes. Hello? Now now do you hear me twice? Oh yeah, wow. How come I didn't have to do that before? Dumb luck, I don't know. I always wondered yeah. why you didn't have to do it before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, all this time. Okay. All this time. I've been doing it all this time. Yeah, I've never had to do that. Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> There, there it is. Go. Okay. You've been, right, waiting. You've been waiting for that question. Well, it was, I mean, I instantly knew what the problem was, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Are <laughs> right, you ready? Yeah. Good morning, Vernon. Good evening, Devin. I guess, you know, we'll keep it real again with the folks we're here Monday night. Yeah, we're recording. still going through this struggling on the, the timing thing but hopefully i get this new job soon and we can we can work forward from there there you go i um in lieu of the book i got a question for you and i don't know if we've ever really talked about it um i guess my question would be you know paint your picture of of, of leadership or better yet not leadership the leader of, or like face of an organization, you know, in, in lieu of the chapters that we just wrapped up where like, he becomes like, the poster boy. Yeah. Like, like what, what's the, what do you think the, the purpose of that role, um, the importance of that role and it doesn't really exist today. So what do you think kind of the death of that role has come from? Um, so it's a loaded question. I know it is. There's a, a, there's a bunch. There's a, there's a bunch there. But let let me start with. Um, I think that the reason, uh, uh, one of the things that I've noticed is everything's going that way, right? There used to be this like sort of community leader or like local leader that was like highly respected about an area, right? Mm-hmm. And those people are just gone. Everywhere. Yeah. Like they're yeah. they don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and there used to be like a lot of churches, right? And now there's a mega church or a lot of mega churches, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't have a, a local sort of small community organization like the Masons or whatever, where everybody sort of takes turns being the community leader of that group. And they all go volunteer together. That stuff's going away for a lot of reasons. Um, but it's, it's definitely going away. Oh, can I, can I add in not to take away your train of thought, Yeah, yeah. but I just wanted to clear up kind of what I'm hearing you say. So, you know, we're talking about 
like you know community leaders and and leaders of movements and stuff like that organizations community organizations community yeah and what it sounds like you're saying is like it's kind of now you're either you there's not that face anymore or there's that face in a large scale 100%. almost like we're going big box with community leaders there's there's yeah. you know what i mean like you're either you know mega covering like this thing this this ideology or you're an individualist who's like you know you're either following this ideology of this big mega thing or you're this individualist who's like making you know tiktoks on your own and trying to you know living in this instagram you know youtube type of world (laughs) i mean if you think about it like most of the time right there's essentially we Seth talks about this all the time, actually, mm-hmm. right? There's the it long reminds tail. me of the TV. I mean, the, the internet thing that it's, you sent me. Exactly, the, long, the long tail, dude. It's exactly it, right? So there's my all of our communities are moving progressively online, right? Mm-hmm. So you get all your sports is delivered directly to you in your house. All the like everything that you're interested in is delivered directly to you, right? Mm-hmm. So the the relationships that you have are like your friends, your family. Like it's a tight knit group. You don't need to go to church to meet the same four families to raise your families together anymore. You don't need to do that. Right. And when you want your large scale thing, right. You can turn on the TV and instantly have ESPN news and have the most famous person talking about the thing that they want to, that you want to listen to. So there's still a space in there for like the regional guy, the, you know, Anthony Gargano or whatever, right? The the relatively famous local regional guy who has opinions about specific local regional thing, but not for long. It's all going away because we have either, you know, we talk about it all the time, a thousand true fans. I only need a thousand true fans. And my act, how do I get to a thousand true fans? Well, I need anyone in the world to be part of that group. Well, yeah. there isn't a need for a community leader when everybody's looking for their five things that they're interested in and their thousand true fans. That's community leader doesn't fit into that. Mm. You know, face of the of the region of the small of Harlem in this in the case of the story, right? Doesn't yeah. fit into that. But Elon Musk, right, who's like super famous and everybody's got an opinion about him, right? That does fit in because it's the opposite side of the long tail, right? It's the peak. Yeah. And that's what you get. You either get Mr. Beast on YouTube, who I've recently learned exists, right? So, <laughs> you know, he's he's apparently big enough that 45 or 43-year-old men have now found out who he is, right? You either have him, where he's the very top of it, or you have somebody with eight, 18 subscribers that care each week when the content comes out, you know? Wow. that <clears throat> That's so true, man. And... and it really is. I don't know if it's. So just watch this this documentary Nas is doing right now. And I'm almost done it. It's okay. the it's the Supreme Team, and it's what it's called. And and it's about you know organized crime and in Queens and where he grew up and and when you, as you're saying it, it didn't. And this is a very left type comparison that we typically do on the show here. As, as is your way. <laughs> yes, yes. And I usually lead that charge. Um, 
but you know the Supreme team, it, it's about you know it was basically the Carter Nino Brown in in New Jack City was based loosely based on um, the Supreme team, and part of it is like we we lived in this era where more people were controlled and we were more a more controllable race and which I believe right but at the same time it feels like we may be a little more aware and a little more clever in recognizing when we're being pushed in directions but then we're not it's a very confusing time where Right, it's like a very confusing time. Like I'm thinking that documentary, I'm like, man, like so many people, like this dude was able to build this conglomerate through fear, uh, and and, yeah. and like and Can't getting people to like buy in, and he he basically got everything, you know, like like you gave this person everything, you know, because you were afraid of him taking, you know, what little you had away. And it's much and, more complicated to do something like that now. Yes, it is. But but there's still a, like MLM scams that people are doing yes, for. But you're still, like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's one of these things that I think, like, as you were talking, that's what it made me think of. It's just like, because what, what it almost essentially is saying is like, you know, like, we're not going to sit here and take, you know, like, we're not going to feel like all our only option I have is watching Mr. Beast. Like, we're smart enough to know now that, like, yeah, Mr. Beast has a lot of followers, but a lot of us are looking for the next Mr. Beast. Like, we'd rather go find that more obscure content and just, like, you know, search around a little more, right? But at the same time, we still get tripped up with, like, the big conspiracy theories or, like, falling, <laughs> feeling like we have to fit in some type of box. Like, I don't know if we'll ever get away from that. I think it's a human race. It's like a part of it. Like, Can we talk about Kyrie now? Yeah, absolutely. Kyrie is the is the perfect example of this, right? So, the first of all, I love Kyrie. Same. For being as weird as he is. Like, I just think it's delightful that there's somebody out there experiencing it in a very, very, like, very open way. But it's it's so easy to for people to get misled right now and, and i don't mean it in a political way right like of course everybody's going to think about it in a political Kyrie's great because he's not political right mm -hmm. Kyrie like is in this whole other experience where he's going and he's like oh i can learn all these things but he can't necessarily tune his meter right so like let's take seth right we both really like Seth's podcast. We like all the books that he writes and all that stuff. We're big fans, right? We're Seth's thousand true fans. Now, Seth is a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. However, what's the distance between us and Kyrie and us paying attention to Seth and Kyrie paying attention to whoever it is that turns him into the weird stuff where he's like, oh, the earth's flat. And you're like, Kyrie, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> come on let's hug it out but like we it's it's not even like people i think frequently think it's maybe like a bullshit detector like they're like oh you're just he's a sucker i i don't think it's that i think it's much much more complicated but the distance between like a mr beast and understanding that seth's content is out there and one of these contents is going to make you a better human 
right? I mean, I actually kind of like, I, I don't know a lot about Mr. Beast, but of the things that I know, some of the content that he makes actually does make you feel like a better human. But like, like the distance between Seth and the guy telling you that the earth is flat, I guess, is really close, right? He's an influencer. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Bingo. It's, dude, that's so insane that there's... Bingo. Seth, who's trying to make your life better and is giving you like real actionable tools, and this other person who's actually selling you sugar. Mm. But well, you don't know. You know that, what I mean? But, but the, the, the thing that you hit on the head is the, the, the influencer. Like, everybody's an influencer now. I would say... Yeah. 15 years ago, that was a very controlled market. Oh, yeah. And and that's maybe that's the point of getting at, where we circle back around. And, you know, I think Kyrie wholeheartedly believes pretty much all of the things that he believes in. And, and I think his beliefs change a whole lot. And he doesn't talk about, like, the fact that he changed his belief. He's just like, this, I'm Kyrie. Like, I'm, this yeah. is where I'm at. This is where I, I'm at now. Like, I haven't think, you been paying yeah. attention as I've been figuring stuff out? Yes. And I, and I think, like, he does have this, what seems to be this really holistic approach to life. And he's kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing things that make me feel good. And I'm not going to be. But then, I guess from us, from the outside looking in, it's, it's tough to really see that because there's also this like you know there's like dude some of the stuff that he thinks is completely absolutely bonkers well there's that but then there's this other end of like can you be holistic and also have a gross salary of like 60 million dollars a year and it, it, and I don't I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm just saying no from, you're exactly you're from right a on human standpoint it's, like we look how at that do you and we go how like how, like how do you think these two th- how do you hold these two things in your mind at the same time Kyrie yeah. <laughs> like but I don't think that's necessarily a his a him problem as it that's is a just us problem that's an us problem that's the 100%. way that we work it's like when you say to some somebody like that like honestly that's just his job and that's just what his job pays. And he's really good at his job, so it pays. He's a genius. That. He's yeah. a genius at his job. Yeah. The one, it, by the way, I, that's a, a little nitpick of mine, right? When we describe brilliant athletes, let's describe them in the same exact terms that we describe all those other people that put the amount of work into it, right? Yes. Like, yes, he's a genius. He the amount totally. of work that he's put into basketball, he is a basketball savant. Yeah, he is a, a genius savant, for sure. He is brilliant at it. I yeah. don't know. Sorry. And, it drives no, me crazy no. when somebody says no, like, oh, you know, Chase Utley's just an athlete. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. No, he's a baseball works, genius. Man. Yeah, they, there's a skill. There's real, there's true a work. real yeah. skill, real work that goes into it. Real practice. Real, You got to build that. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that I would say is like, he has a job. He's really good at his job and his job pays X amount of dollars. And I think as society, we want, you know, like someone making that money should should think like this. Like, look at all this. Like, how can you be hurting right now? Look at all this money. And he's a guy that, you know, he's one of those people. And I think they even, in the book, it's funny. This is, this is perfect how it's lining up in the book. Where he meets the lady. And the lady goes, you know, what's good? What What's the good in having all this money when there's so many people hurting in the world? Yep. And, and, that, and I think Kyrie lives in that, in that space. Where he's totally suffering from survivor's remorse. 
Nike I think a little totally bit that, but I think it's him. I think it's even more complicated than that. I think like, Kyrie is living publicly, right? Mm-hmm. He's like he's letting he lets the world like almost all these guys. That's a great statement, by the way. He lives publicly. He lives yeah, publicly. Yeah. yeah, the world the world affects him, and it and and it's on his sleeves. It's on his neck. It's on his chest. It's everywhere. He, he's and he's and he's willing to talk about it. And if somebody mm-hmm. asks him, he answers. Whereas like a guy like LeBron lives privately. Right? <coughs> he's in the public eye. But he lives privately, and Kyrie way more measured. Way more measured. 100%. Even his tweets. Even KD proofread and everything. Even KD lives privately, right? And he's a yes. guy who who interacts with or Joel, right? Joel like trolls people online and is much more accessible. But Kyrie's just like here I am. I'm mm-hmm. being me, mm-hmm. and I'll say whatever it is that I want to say in this moment. And if I read a book, I'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And it's. And it's like when you go like Kyrie, the book that you just read just explained that everybody was green aliens. And he'll be like, uh-huh, yeah. And I think it's pretty great. <laughs> and you're like, dude. But like the reality is, is like the, <coughs> if you ask me on a given day, I have some totally wild, insane thoughts. And so do you, right? Yeah, totally. Part We're of the fun of our show to. is is that we, we do, do and we talk about them, yes, right? We expose them. We, 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 we're not afraid to share them. And that, and that is so like through the whole Kyrie saga – because I think he did become, I think he did become sort of this leader, you know, where people who weren't vaccinated, he actually became this this leader for those people struggling yeah. in, you know, with making those choices. You know what I mean? Like he became that that leader, and he became really vocal about it, and it became a badge that I don't know if he intended on wearing, but it was one that he 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 wound it up wearing, yeah. um, and. You know, the one thing that I would say that I like about Kyrie is that he does live publicly. And a and and not publicly in the way where like you know, you see his kids, you see his you know, like Seth lives publicly on a shot in a shallower way. You know what his wife looks like, you know what his kids look like, you know what his family looks like. But you have no you have very little idea of what Seth really thinks as a human. Like, 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 and I mean, Curry this time, not Golden. You know, Curry. Because he's, because he's, but because he's private. private. But he's private. But but you know for sure that Kyrie was just in North Dakota and he had his hands over his head and was, and was talking about yoga and meditation because he's like, this is what means something to me right now. Yeah. He's, and then in, and then in two weeks, he'll be like doing something else and he'll be like, this is what everything means to me right now. And you're like, yeah. Those are no, two he's super public. different things, Kyrie. He's, he's totally so yeah. just to circle back to the beginning question, I think that's the thing. Influencers, in order to be an influencer today, you have to live publicly. Like people want to see you. In order to be in order to be a a get following. Like people don't follow LeBron. People love LeBron and what he brings to the table. You know nobody what I mean? really cares. Like, Everybody knows yeah, he's a manufactured yeah. product. Yes. Like, people love the product of LeBron. But people aren't following LeBron in, like, the passionate ways of how people follow Kyrie this year. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it, it became pretty political. Like, it became where arguments, fights, everything broke out over people's defense or you know attack of Kyrie's decision to not get vaccinated and it became a thing every day we led with it 
LeBron yeah. usually le- not us, but the world in sports and media, whatever. But LeBron plays LeBron, mostly down the middle. Yeah, and it's like most of your things are, you know, you're talking about his his playoff chances. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think today, in order to be like that impactful leader, you do have to live publicly. People need to know what you really think. Well, I think that's really why that's why about. that's why you get Elon, right? Like I don't I, in the same like I really have this affinity for Kyrie, right? Because I yeah. think because I kind of I'm watching him experiencing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and remembering when I was thirty. Right. Also, mm. and he's living a very different 30. Um, but like Elon, right. He, it's very interesting. If you see like him on Twitter, or like in a snapshot, right. Like he's one person, but if you watch him in a business interview context, he's like really thoughtful and measured. Right. So he's also doing a thing. I think that there's something like there's a, maybe a genuine, I, I don't really know, but to your point, the thing that happened to the invisible man, right? Who has no name. The thing that happened to him where you're like a locally, regionally famous person that doesn't exist anymore. It's just gone. It's been subsumed by, well, I can either follow LeBron and get the manufactured response or I can follow Kyrie and I can get the, um, weird experience response. I can follow Elon and get the hot takes or I could follow Bill Gates and get really factual, thoughtful information about what's going on with this particular vaccine development, right? Like that's what you can get. Or the opposite side of that is you can go all the way down to like Seth who has a hundred thousand followers. And that's like a huge number because he might have more than that. I don't know, but you know, you can go find somebody who's living publicly and is interesting and is thoughtful, but is also like giving you good stuff instead of sugar. Like that's my problem with Kyrie, I guess in the end is that he's giving you the same thing that LeBron's giving you with this. Nothing's changing your life for the better. You know, that's fair. He's giving you, uh, that, that, I can hear that. I can see that. Whereas like, I think that there's people out there that like, if you're going to spend energy, being influenced. If you're going to spend your energy opening up an app to be influenced, you should go get influenced by Elon or by, uh, by Seth Godin instead. Well, because I think you're, at the end of it, you're going to be more thoughtful or more yeah. curious or whatever. Especially if you're, if your goal is to gain a thousand followers and I mean, gain a thousand true fans, you know, I think well, the thing, yeah, you know, well, I, I, think, I, I think just mean somebody way. like Seth, like it, it could be yeah. perhaps, perhaps it's a, you know, you know me and, and religion, but it, perhaps it's a church person, right? Like yeah. that, that's okay too. But there's a church person that's super famous and is doing a manufactured thing, or there's a church person that's really trying to help probably. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and See, I would follow, say, follow I, that one. Yeah. I would say both. I would say with, Le, with LeBron and your, your analogy of LeBron is definitely like, I mean, he's pretty positive, but he's very surface. And a lot of the stances that he take, you know, he he's you know much better than Mike, but it, you know yeah. he's he's kind of surface. It's kind of like you, you you know what you're gonna get, you know you know the response that's gonna come. He's not gonna rock the boat too hard. Yeah, yeah, you know he'll you know shake it around coming. though. Yeah. yeah, 
With Kyrie, I think it is. I think the thing that's genuine about him is he is ultimately interested in a world of peace. And, and, and like, he is ultimately interested in, like, <clears throat> you know, this, this world of balance and, and understanding and things like Like, I do believe he fights to fight for the little people. And that, that's the one thing that I would say, even even with all of his stranger takes, you know, he is a guy that's, like, promoting some of the same things that we promote in terms of, like, you know, owning your own, taking taking your own destiny in your own hands, different yep. things like that. Like, he, you know, so I think he does have a place for sure. Obviously, you, you believe that as well. Um, he does have a place for sure. But I think, like, if I had to go down, if I had to follow him or LeBron for my push to, you know, reaching my goals or whatever, oh, I would totally follow Kyrie first. And, I agree. And, and, I agree. I would, totally, I would totally follow Kyrie first. But I hope that you would do that armed with the knowledge that following Kyrie for that is candy. It's not getting you anywhere. Well, no, but it, it's more candy in a sense of it's to feel good. Like you said, yeah, it's just totally to feel good. Where yeah. Seth, you're 100% right, is going to give you the building blocks. And, the and that's and the real the real nuance and the thing that I wish to cut that Kyrie that postcard. I mean, Kyrie's well, going to be the postcard. The, you know, the the thing that would make Kyrie amazing. Never give up, right? Is what if Kyrie finds Seth? Right? What if you take a guy who's like an influencer, like and a big deal, like I don't know, Elon or Kyrie or uh, uh, there's a bunch of them, right? That are like these people that are sort of notoriously peculiar, right? They're living very publicly. Much like our hero in our story, this dude has no idea what he's doing, right? And like you can look at Kyrie and you can be like, this dude has no idea what he's doing. Like he's got a, he means well, he's got a lot of things that he's getting right, but he's also got these like obvious things that are just so obviously wrong. And like, you know, you, you go like, boy, you're really going through it because you're 30. Like, I, I was also an idiot at 30. I'm kind of an idiot at 43. But what if one of those guys finds a Seth Godin or a Rob Walling or a, a, one of these people that is like actually giving you actionable steps that you can take where you can improve your life? Yeah. What does that look like? Totally. And that's what I'm like. That's the weird alternate universe that I'm hoping to live in someday. Totally. Well, how about, I, I, I totally agree. Um, how about the book, man? So where, where, where'd you stop? I stopped 22. Where'd you stop? Oh, I stopped at the end of uh, 21. Okay. All right. Good. So, good. so, so we're, right I, we're, we're in the neighborhood. I stopped. I definitely stopped a little short on the last go around. I, I oh, okay. I, you had, you had to yeah. make, you had to make up a little. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I ain't go far enough. Um, but yeah, we're, we're at the point now where, uh, he's, he's becoming, they don't really, what's the organization name? Why can't I remember the organization? The Brotherhood? Yeah, it's just I, mean, the that's, I think that's right? the, I think that's the only thing. So I'm pretty sure that in like the moment and in the time, what the book is actually representing with the Brotherhood is the Communist Party. Mm. I'm almost certain that that's what it is. Now, the reason I, I have that is like it makes a lot of sense, right? There, this is pre Red Scare. There's a lot of communists sympathies in the United States in the like 
mid forties to mid fifties, right? Like there's a popularization of communism. There is again right now, actually same similar kind of thing. People are like, Oh yeah, capitalism is wrong. And others, you see those kind of people saying those kinds of things. Um, and there was this significant effort to make inroads in the black community. Right. Mm. And there had been previous sort of more socialist takes within the black community from the late 1800s and the early uh, 1900s, right? So this thread is, I'm pretty sure what the brotherhood represents. I don't know for sure. We'd probably have to Google it, yeah. but that, that's what my reading is. And that's part of, I think the complexity that he's trying to explain by this guy being in the brotherhood and buying in, but being conflicted all the time. Right. Yeah, totally. Because there's so much conflict about him being in the Brotherhood and he's not sure and the white you lady know what it thing. It kind of sounds like. Remember when we listened to the um, Thomas Sowells, and I think it was in his book where he talked about how he was a five percenter um, at one point early in his career. Yes, yeah, I think remember? that was him. Yeah, and he was a five percenter, which is, which like thinking of who Thomas Sowell is now. Correct. And knowing what the five percenters are were yep. and what or what they are about, not were, what they are about, those two don't fit at all. It's like must be how he felt as a five percenter. Well, I think, but also they do fit, right? Because like well, the five percenters yeah, have like a thing and they have a mantra, but also like I, I don't know. That that's an interesting group of people. That's a, yeah. I, I, I don't want to like, go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, you're yeah, right. right. <laughs> but I feel like though, I feel like that might have been a struggle that almost the struggles that he felt with, he dealt with. Cause he talks about in this book where he was, you know, he was definitely a 5% and started out that route and kind of, you know, as he learned more and more and more figured out, you know, some of the teachings wasn't quite in line with what he was believing in. Well, just, just like he, uh, it, if I remember that story correctly and we, we could be way off, but yeah. I seem to remember is he, he learned stuff that conflicted with his existing views and he had yes. to, he had to square that circle. Yes. Our hero in the invisible man is not squaring the circle at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's, he's still very conflicted. Um, and he's not, he doesn't seem like he learns anything. No. I, did I tell you my thoughts on the book? When uh, I, when, the, when I, that's why we're having the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> so get this. I really believe that this book. So when I when the, when I first read the the quick little um, you know um, I mean the insert the, the excerpt of the book. Yeah, when I when I first got my first taste of the book, I thought it was going to be based on just like this race book, like totally based on on race. And quite honestly, race has been the secondary part of this book. Um. It has not been the leading part of this book. You're, this, I, I couldn't agree more. Just to like, just to put a pin on top of that, you know how you watch like The Sopranos or whatever, <clears throat> and New Jersey is a part of the sh- of the show. Yeah. In the same exact way, race is a part of this book. Yes, totally. It's just there as a blanket on top of everything that's going on, and as seen. But it's not yes. about race. It's very no. interesting. It's not, and it's at least it's not directly about it. 
or it's it, not for about race for us right now. Maybe we read yes, it again in yeah. 10 years and it means something totally different. Right? That's very true. What I, what I felt is like, imagine. So like some of these social things that we know exist now, right? Like, like there was a time where being a narcissist, you know, it's a little less understood, less common, right? Like, sure. you know what I mean? Like now it's very clear. And it almost feels like this book is being written about a narcissist black man living in a time of the, what is what are we, 1950s, 40s? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like 1951. 50s, So living in the 1950s as a black man in New York City, as a narcissist, how would his, how would he go about his interactions on a daily basis? And like not just any narcissist, like a, a fairly well educated, yes, good, most very good. Are. He must he must be very good looking. Yeah, most like, of them are. Most you know, like you put are. all these things yeah. on him that he's exceptionally good at mm. speaking. He is. He must be very good looking because he's been magnetic the whole book, yeah. right? Like and he can't actually operate as a true narcissist. Because of, like, he can't really fulfill, like, he can't really be a narcissist. Like, because of his talent. And that's where I think race kicks in. So what does he do? He's actually become self-destructive. And he doesn't know how to control it at times, which is why he hasn't had the ability to play the game. Because it just comes out of him, and he loses it. And it comes out of him. You know what I've often thought of? All of these things exist probably since the beginning of time. Narcissists, sociopaths, sure. psychopaths, all of this. Sure. Like, the further you go back, depending on what side of the fence you were on, if you were a, a, a white male in 1840 and you were a psychopath, you had a fucking field day. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the times you just joined the army, right? Or... <laughs> Yeah. Like imagine if you but were I mean, in like you Athens. Had a field day. Like imagine sure. being in the South as a sociopath where there's these humans who you don't have to treat like humans. Yep. You can literally be but imagine being a sociopath as a freaking slave working in the kitchen in the big house with the with the control of the food supply. Like the farther you go back and if all of these things exist at that time, how? Many crazy ass stories that we never hear about that oh, existed wow. at that time. Well, <laughs> that, I, I, that was where my mind kind of went. Like as I dug down a book and I started like thinking yeah, about like this. You know what it is? It's that it's that it's that you know man in the '60s is a serial killer and just moves to Delaware to get away. Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. that it's that same as I think I, I mentioned it. Like, imagine if you were like one of these hyper violent people, right? And we there are those people, right? Oh, like, they exist. They've there, always not exist. A, They've always existed. There's not Shit, always been Alexander a t- the Great. That's what happened to them. These hyper-violent people, they joined Spartan militaries and were just like mercenaries for hires. And like that was okay. Yeah. You know? And sometimes we tell stories about them now. <laughs> yeah. Alexander the Great. Someone was telling me to go read a speech that he made. Um, when his when him when the troops were trying to back out, he was invading somewhere, and they yeah. were all afraid and they were trying to back out. And yeah. he basically told this 
I, I, he like I haven't went and looked it up yet, but the guy is a Greek guy, and he he actually was telling it, you know, told a story like really like glowingly about Alexander the Great, and he was just telling like, man, that speech will make you want to like, you know, slaughter an entire village, like, and that's what they did. Like he talked his guys into it. I I want to I gotta ask him again what was the name of the speech because I I want to mm. actually read it and figure it out. But yes, that was that time. And stuff like, was, fast forward. But. No, stuff was exactly like that. And now and you go to this book and you read this dude. I'm yeah. really excited that you that you point brought this perspective to it. That like this guy is broken in a specific way. Yes. And had he not, had he been broken in that specific way today. He maybe would have got some therapy and found some friends and worked totally, it out. Totally, totally. But or in with his specific skill set in that specific time, he mm-hmm. ended up as a confused, maybe is the right word, anxious, yeah. definitely yeah. pawn for communism, which he maybe believed in. Yeah. Well, think and maybe about not. Was, how about this? Think about if he was a white male, if the book was written and he was actually a white male. Like yeah, different stories, the power sure. that he would have got to, like he would have been a powerful man. Yeah, he, he would have. He would certainly would have been like uh, to our to our like what level of he certainly would have reached regional power, right? Yes, this guy reached regional power, but it was regional power that is. It wasn't, wasn't really real his. It yeah, wasn't it wasn't real really power. His. It was. He, it he was, was being used. He was picked or used or, you know, a pawn. He also didn't have. I wonder, I guess the, the storyline doesn't make any sense from a white male's perspective, right? Because a white male would have been able to choose a path and execute the path. Yeah. Whereas, you know, our, I don't know what we call him, our hero, our anti-hero, whatever, whoever the story, he doesn't have a name, right? Yeah. Which is an important, like, key detail. Yeah, I just, book, when you right? said it earlier, I just had to... Like pan back and go. Does he have a name? No. And I'm like, oh remember no. Remember he changed. They change. They never tell you his first name, and then they change his name, and they never tell you that either. And you think like, what you know, what's it, what it's trying to say is that this is a guy with no sense of self, but lots of stuff in his brain, and very un very bad understanding of how relationships work and how people work. Totally. You know, like he's got some intuitions around it and he, but at first he's like way too trusting. Right. Yes. And then I don't say, then he just becomes ultra suspicious. He doesn't even become distrusting. He just becomes ultra suspicious. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he also, part of his narcissist, why well, I say he's a narcissist is that I don't even, I think he was trusting, but he was only trusting because of what he believed he was going to get out of it. So a lot, uh, if you listen to all of his trust, all of his yeah, trust right. actually came from a space of like, oh, I'm brilliant. Of course they would give me right. all of Everything's this. just going to happen for me. Before yeah. you know it, I'll be the the number one person at the school. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, think about how right he ends up man. in the ring. Think about how he ends up in the ring. He thinks he's he only was going to, to give this, this, this incredible speech. Which is, remember we were talking a while ago and I was like, ah, we can't really trust him. I don't think he was ever going to give an incredible speech. Like, I don't know what was going on in that scene and what the, what the writer is trying to convey to us. He might've came back and just, they let him speak, but he wasn't 
actually scheduled to speed. He thought think... he was going to just walk walks his way in and well, get, we can't... be able to speed. Yeah, we can't trust literally anything that this man says. Yeah. Right? Like, he's yeah. the narrator of the story telling us the story. We can't trust a single thing that this dude says. Yeah, true. 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 So, That's like, true. it makes this story, when you think about all that, that, okay, you've decided he's a narcissist. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty much I kind I'm, I'm of, right there. I kind of agree, right? Like, I'm right there. Sure. And, I, and I'm with you. But then, remember, he's telling you the story. Yeah. Well, he has been seen in mostly good light. Like, the way I'm, we've dug deeper into it. But if you look at the story, he's always helping. He's always in a helpful position. Even when they beat up the, um, the, the, rival, uh, the rival organization guy. Right. He, he was he was just there with this brilliant, this great new idea, and it just happened that he was just there, and he basically saved the guy's life, knocks the knife out, he shows up right, right before the stabbing. All of these moments, he's like always the hero in the story. Except for and, we know that this dude has no clear sense of... Like he, he, we know this guy is really bad at understanding situational dynamics. Yes, yes, he is. So when he's telling us this story, and he rescued the dude from the knife stabbing, that's a great example. Remember, uh, Clifton, I think was his name, who yeah. was the who would have been stabbed in that scenario. Said he never, Ross never would have stabbed me. He never would have stabbed me. Yeah, yeah. He would. He I'm would never king. stab. Yeah. He would never kill his own. Yeah, yeah. And totally. so you, so. The person who's rescuing in that situation, Clifton is telling him, well, he never would have. Clifton might have been yelling at him. Yeah, what the hell yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah, he yeah, would yeah. never have stabbed me. Totally. And totally. then all of a sudden, Ross, the disruptor, the whatever his name was, was then very injured. He like went too hard on Ross, the agitator or whatever. Yeah, his the name agitator, was. I think it was. Or the... Or the uh, ex, ex, extorter. Exclaimer, extorter. extorter. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Ross but, the extorter. Yeah, Ross the extorter. Yeah. We can't um, even be, we can't even believe that story. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, to circle back to the this book is great. It is a great book. To circle back <laughs> as we close out the book here, to circle back to kind of that last part of of yes, race is more in the backdrop. There are some things in the book that do directly tell you some stuff about like just the the part of the invisible man as you look at the way that the um brotherhood is navigated you know what i mean the brotherhood is navigated they clearly are telling you and showing you the way that poor people are used you know as pawns in in different schemes all through the time and still to this day you know what I mean? How the extortion, basically, of like, you know, uh, uh, poverty was being used to try to get their whatever their mission across. But in the end, the goal never really sounded like it was for blacks to prosper. The goal was to be able to control, you know, to, to rev them up, 
Get them I to buy in. Dude, I was absolutely thinking about uh, right. the the banking book that we read. But yes. by Mer- yes. Because I was like, yeah. I was in the same exact place with you. And I was like, yeah, the goal here has never once been do it for the gang. You know no. what I mean? Like, let's no. get it. No. <laughs> never it's, once. Nope. It's totally something else. And that's what it sounds like. Maybe that's why it was the communist movement. Because it really wasn't about. It was about getting people who didn't have much to live for to get them riled up to be able to fight whatever this battle is. Yeah, that's I mean, it's, go. it's very that's why they chose him because yeah. they saw them get them riled up and they were like, ooh, this guy can get people riled up. Let's, we can teach him how to be one of us and get people riled up, but for we can our give them the, We can give them the science. Yeah, right? give them the science. And, yeah. and then you wonder like, hey, Kyrie, when you got the science, was it the right science? So, um, what was was the lady? They never divulged who the lady was. I don't know if they will at some point later in the book. It was his first love interest. He hadn't had any love interest through this whole entire book until. Yeah, I'm interested about what. I I don't. I don't have any idea. I I don't know. Is she she white? Is she black? Is she? She's definitely white. Yeah, she's 100. percent Yeah, even though I don't know why. How he described her, he said she had. Uh, dark black hair or, or black hair he didn't say black he described it as the color of something that was black I remember the way he described it but that was it yeah. there was nothing else I'm I'm okay I for me how about that maybe I'm wrong no 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 I, I think I've been wrong about I'm leaning a lot. That, I'm leaning that way I don't know if they'll ever just you know break it you know open it up to it or was yeah. it a was it a mixed race a lady because Clearly, somebody in a relationship, nine times out of ten, was white, whether her husband was white or, you know, she was white because yeah. they were living with wealth, you know, at that time in the 1950s. 100%. And nine times out of ten, you know, the husband at least had to be white. Yeah. And, and, you know, in that story, to me, absolutely, she was white. Yeah. And what I want to know is, like, what level of conniving was she? Yeah, that's the other thing. Is what's next? Was he? Because they they just I, left it. I think they that's where it's going. Because again, I go I go back to that whole unreliable narrator thing. Like that story that of what happened there really paints him in the light of a victim, right? Yes. Now, there's some weird, especially if she's a white lady, a rich white lady. There's some weird power dynamic stuff happening there, right? Yeah, yeah. But also, we know he's like kind of a sociopath, or, a, or right? Like, he, yeah, yeah. A little we, narcissistic. We, we, yeah. we know he's a narcissist for sure. Yeah. And we know that he has no real sense of how to navigate relationships. True. And Clearly, we, that was another clear example of it. Yeah. That's another coffee. Yep. And, and so, late what, at night. what? What happened in that situation? Like, what? What even happened in that story? Yeah, because the way that he tells, but he got, but he got in trouble with the rest of the community, or at least he thinks he did, right? When he came back to Harlem and went to the bar, he was like, "Maybe they're mad at me because I was with a white woman." Oh yeah, that's right. He does say so. She was white. So she was white. But you go like, uh, how would they know? Yeah. How would how would how would they? you feeling weird about it. They didn't, they don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wild. The book's awesome, though. It's a lot going on still. The storyline did kind of, it's twisting and turning, but at least it's not jumping from road to road. It's just, you know, we're on the same road. This road just is windy. Before, we were like, you know, we we were turning left and right. It does make me think a lot about, like, how much of life am I going through where... I'm reflecting on my stories and I'm like painting myself in one way. Cause that's all, that's all I can do. Oh yeah, totally. It. Like you're the hero of the story that you tell, you know? Totally. <laughs> and but I'm you like know, thinking about it like, whew. that's true. And I think the thing that I, I'm, I try to be aware of that myself. And I, I, I don't know if like, I don't know if you do this, but I often think back to like shit that I might've said in the past Oh, I give you this one. I'm, you know me. I'm playful, um, especially in the work. Like, like work. Like time goes by faster when you're able to be playful and and you know enjoy each other and not like be like some nothing but silence and the sound of like papers or whatever. Sure. Um. So the other day I had I was messing around with one of my one of the employees there, one of the crew members, and uh, I managed to like I was joking, but I just didn't like the way that my tone was my tone kind of like I told like a joke it was a lot of people around and I said basically I think my words were like um what you you know you you, you well, this morning whatever you drink this morning you know like drink a little less tomorrow because you got too much energy and I think I kind of said it but I, the way that I felt I said it it was just like it might have been embarrassing Right. Or it might have came right. off in a tone that was like, wait, is he serious? You know, right. like something just didn't settle in with me. Right. And I do this often where I circle back around the next day and I'm just like, I just wanted to check and make sure like I can be playful. And hopefully I didn't cross a line with my playfulness. You know, mm-hmm. I know I like rag on you a little bit and, and it's all in fun. And if ever there's a time where I'm crossing any lines, like please let you me know, know you could check me. Like just I do the yep, I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because because yeah. you because you, you never know, and you like to paint yourself in the best light. And you know the the certainly the longer I've been around, the more I've thought mm. about that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a book request for our next book. Okay. All right. What you got? I wanted to read this book. I've wanted to read this author my whole life. Jane Austen. And the book is Emma. Okay. So there's a movie, I think, that just came out that's basically the same one. You can see it on Amazon Prime. And both of us have to hold off on watching it. Wait, wait. What's Emma? I know it sounds so funny. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a movie. Know, that's, what, what's it about? It's on Amazon Prime. What's the gist it's, of it? So I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it's, it's a book from the 1800s. So we're going back, right? Like 1810. Um. And it's about like I think it's I'm pretty sure it's like famous British people stuff like, Ooh, but it's a you comedy. Really, you Dude, really I'm digging this. I'm go. I'm going hard. I'm going you hard. Testing us on this one. And I'm in. I, I'm in. But but I've always and so apparent. So she is like widely regarded by lots of people as oh yeah I heard of, the name Jane Austen. one of the yeah, yeah one of the all time great writers right, but a weird thing is that she's like an unearthed all-time writer, right? Like, she wasn't famous when she wrote the book. That's what I'm saying. 
Gotcha. She got like her books sort of hung out and then she became started becoming famous in like the the 1900s. This is so at least this is my understanding. So she's a true artist. That that's the way the most of the truest artists. It was like a it path. was a slow burn and then 110 years after she's dead, she goes up like a not up like a rocket, but like a gradual build and now she's considered like she's like up to, people people say her name in the same way they say Shakespeare. Like mm. Yeah, I've heard of her. Definitely heard of her. Yeah. And so I've never read any of her stuff. Well, and clearly like, I haven't either. So you, you know what I mean? Like and I, and we've been we've been doing all these different books and experiencing okay. things that are as different as we can possibly come up with for, for who we are. I like and I'm pretty sure eighteen hundreds British woman writes a book is as different from the two of us as we could possibly come up with. Now, is she British? Is she? Is it based in Britain, or is it, or is it American? No. Uh, okay. I don't know. I think that she's British, but I could be wrong. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm down. It's supposed down. to be hilarious. As long as we ain't reading, like, Twilight or anything like that. I'm, no, I'm, no, no, no. <laughs> first of all, it's supposed to be ultra famous. Yeah. And then the other thing is it's supposed to be hilarious. And then the other thing is that a lot of her books have apparently been made into other movies. Like the movie Clueless, I think. Oh, yeah, it is a Jane Austen. You're right. Is actually a rewrite of a Jane Austen in a movie. So like movies that we will have seen will follow the plot lines that you might see in this book just with different names and faces. This will be an interesting book. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting read. This is gonna push us pretty far, I think, out of our comfort zone. <laughs> I'm down, man. How's your week? How's your week with the business? Anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, I got a bunch of fixes up, and I am like sending emails to a new potential customer that we that we have never heard about. So maybe next week's show we can talk yeah, about I'm that because it's already gone a little late, you know. Yeah, it's going hard. We 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 had a show today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. How nothing much you? over Any, here, man. Anything update? Yeah. Nah, nothing much over here. Pretty, uh, pretty much just a kind of recap, regroup week here. Um, we're we're looking at possible event in uh, August okay. that we're gonna help support Ash. She started her her business, uh, mini cakes and more, is what her uh, what she's starting right now, and. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna piggyback off of her, help support her with a day out in the park as a testing, tasting, and all this other stuff. So that's what we're working on. All right, this sounds good. So, uh, in the meantime, where can people find us, Vernon? They can check us out at theprocessesblackandwhite.com. They can also search us on all their pla- social media platforms at the process is black and white, and we'll pop right up. All right, man. Hey, hey thanks for a great show. I'll see you next week. Yeah, man. Have a great week.